Welcome back to Talking Headlines. I'm your host, Katie, and uh, we've got some doozies today. I'm going to start with, you know, if you've seen the clip, you know what I'm starting with. But first, it's story time. So this week's story time is going to be about last night. I had such a great night. I went axe throwing for the very first time. Now, mind you, when I was in my early 20s, I was going to this dive bar in Denver with a, you know, this girl that I was friends with and her biker boyfriend and his biker friends. And it was like a dive biker bar. I didn't belong there, but I was going and I felt kind of badass going there, to be honest with you. And I definitely almost died multiple times in that bar. I had um, a lot of drinkage, a lot of, if you know what I mean, some uh, weed smoking too. And uh, it just, you know, ultimately, they were fun memories. I uh, almost died a couple times. That part was not fun. But I guess the, the coolest thing that came out of it was the fact that last night. So, okay. So I also learned to throw knives at this bar. We were just like throwing random dudes knives at the door and they were teaching us how to do it. Um, Obviously, I don't exactly remember how to do it because I wasn't all there. But I I guess it makes sense. Like the uh, physics of it. It's the only thing in physics that's ever made sense to me. But so last night when I went axe throwing, I it took a couple tries and I definitely threw the axe at the wall like multiple times and you know they had actually a bunch of different things to use there was like a ninja star that was like a sharp star there was a double sided axe there was a knife and um those all of those things definitely hit the wall multiple times and like didn't stick but like bounced back it was it was crazy and um I finally like it it didn't even take me that long, but I got the hang of the double sided axe and the regular axe and I won. I won both games. I beat three dudes and one other girl. Granted, the other girl. I mean, that poor thing. She's so young, though. She there's definitely things that are in people's wheelhouses. And then there's definitely things that are not in people's wheelhouses. And that was not in her wheelhouse, and I would say it was definitely in mine. But I will post. I'll actually post the video. Uh, I got a bullseye, and I beat everybody else twice in the Target games that we played. Because it's cool. They have different... I don't know. I've never been to another axe throwing place. This was my first time. And I crushed it, which was awesome. I made everybody look bad at axe throwing, when in reality, I was just like doing what I thought was right, which... It did. Like I said, the mechanics and the physics of the axe uh, rotating into the wall just makes sense. And the velocity you have to throw it at. Once I got that feeling of like how heavy it was and what I needed to do to get it there, it made a lot of sense. And granted, still, even when I figured it out, I threw a couple against the wall and they bounced off and whatever. But I crushed it. I'll post I'll post the video. Uh, I got a bullseye on video. It was awesome. Like I had so much fun. So There were multiple jokes of, oh, don't be in the kitchen with her when she gets mad and stuff like that. But it was so fun. And I was not expecting to be as good at it as I am. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't surprise me, I guess I could say. I don't know, like that kind of stuff. Shooting, 
Uh, obviously I learned to throw knives at the dive bar. Like I wanted to do those things and I wanted to learn. That's how I ended up, you know, going shooting. I wanted to learn how to shoot throwing knives. I wanted to learn how to throw knives. I like badass things like that. That really is a lot of fun to me. And so it doesn't, in that respect, it doesn't surprise me that I was actually like pretty good at it. I'm not like throwing like axes and hatchets and knives at people like in my spare time but I like those things I'm more of a like I don't even know how to describe it just like those badass things like I I really like those and I'm good at them and it's like fun to me so and it makes sense to me that just it just made sense although the ninja star did not make any sense to me um I definitely thought I was going to throw it too hard and it was going to bounce off of the wood and slice me open slice my face up but the ninja star was the only one that didn't make a whole lot of sense the knife i did get the knife in but i got like the it was um you know like a really long knife and then it had the two like metal ends sticking out of the sides and then it had the handle i got like one of the metal sides stuck in there but you know the uh axe i keep wanting to say hatchet (laughs) hatchet throwing uh the axe the double-sided axe made a lot of sense and I ended up crushing it. So that is my story for this week. It was super fun. I um I definitely want to go. I've always I've wanted to go since they like opened up. I've wanted to go forever. And so I finally got the chance to go last night. And I had a, such a great time. And and I do like winning and I am competitive and that's, you know, probably another reason why I had so much fun. But even if I sucked at it, I would have figured it out eventually and still ended up having fun. So that was about last night. And now we are going to get on to some of the weirder news. I don't know um, if it's just me and I'm chronically on the uh, strange part of the Internet uh, or if this is like a thing people know about or if this is on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I don't know. I don't scroll. Um, I have TikTok downloaded, but I don't really use it because all of the clips that I'm going to post on TikTok are going to get me banned. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. But there are certain like, you know, people send me TikToks. I want to see them. So I download it or or I keep it downloaded or whatever so I can open it and watch those. But anyway, so I don't know if you guys have heard, um, but there is now such thing as the uh, diaper spa, a diaper B&B in New Hampshire. And I found a couple articles on it. So uh, this article from boston.com slash news says a debate over a new spa is brewing in southern New Hampshire, where some residents in Atkinson are taking a stand against the diaper spa, a nursery like business for adults who role play as children and yes, wear diapers. According to its website, the diaper spa is open to all diaper wearing individuals who seek acceptance, respite and care. Photos on the spa's page show a space decorated with soft comforts of a nursery complete with toys, folded diapers, and an adult-sized grip. Dr. Colleen Ann Murphy, the spa's owner, offers a range of services that include virtual playdates at $200 an hour, as well as a $1,500 all-day diaper B&B experience that promises rejuvenating pampering for the little one inside of you. But for now, Murphy said the vast majority of the diaper spa's business involves telehealth services and life coaching. I mean, whatever you got to do, I guess. But I've always thought this whole age regression thing was 
very bizarre. I understand healing from trauma, but this is a bit extreme. <laughs> uh, ultimately, people can do whatever they want as long as it's not hurting anyone. I still find it off-putting. Uh, and I guess there's some controversy because they are charging fetish prices. And it might not even open in New Hampshire, but I, I don't know. I, I don't have words. <laughs> this, uh, this article from Daily Star says, Adult diaper spa where adults dress as babies slammed for extortionate fetish prices. The diaper spa has been slammed by a proponent of adult baby slash diaper lover ABDL community over fetish prices that supposedly give members of the public the wrong idea. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's the prices that are giving people the wrong idea. But I'm just saying, I think it's the absurdity of this whole thing. An adult diaper play spa where members of the public can dress as babies have been slammed for its extreme fetish prices. I did not know the prices until I looked up like just a generic article to give you guys the kind of rundown on what the whole thing is before I started in this fetish article because that would be weird if I just started started in with the fetish article. So I wanted to find something that, you know, gave you the rundown first. I didn't even know the prices. And um it's still a little fetishy to me. I'm just saying because I don't know. This is probably going to sound very blanketed, but the way that I see it, and this is, you know, I could get canceled for this. I hope I'm not. I, everybody has the right to do whatever they want to do, regardless of whether it's a fetish or not. But typically when adults do weird things like this, there's definitely something behind it. Like usually, not definitely, but usually there's something behind it if you're catching my drift. And I know, like I said, I know that the age regression thing is a way to process childhood trauma and go back to like feeling safe, I guess, as a child. But like, I'm about to get real candid with you guys here. Um, there were very, very few moments <laughs> uh, where I felt completely safe as a child. And I do not ever want to like regress to an age that I am not. Um, that might come because of the fact that I'm <laughs> intelligent uh, or I've, you know, dealt with my drama or I don't know. I know. Different people have different trauma, and that's okay, but this is not the answer. Um, before I get canceled, I'm just going to keep reading this article. Uh, the Bizarre Spa has been criticized by Riley Kilo, a proponent of the ABDL. Remember, that's adult baby slash diaper lover. Just weird. It's just weird. Community. She says the diaper spa is too pricey for what it currently offers. I mean, I'd say... I'm not a an adult baby slash diaper lover, and uh, those prices are outrageous. For $200 an hour, attendees of the New Hampshire United States Spa can have a play date. A diaper B&B experience is also offered for an eye-watering $1,500. That's just ridiculous. 
It just doesn't like, okay, yeah. Like you guys at that point are extorting people, not extorting, but like you're taking advantage of people who have this very odd thing that they like to do. And here's the thing is that there are so many people that do this stuff at home. Like, why do you need to go to a diaper B&B for this? Like, why can't you just do it in the privacy of your own home like most people do? Like, I don't know why you would spend that much money to stay in a place like that. Like, there was a a video, a commentary video that I watched about this girl talking about people who have this age regression thing. And this very grown man had like a full blown crib and his room looked like a baby's room in his house. And it was weird. And people definitely fetishize this. So forgive me for thinking that it's weird. Like, it's just, I don't know. It just, it gives me the, the jeebs. It gives me the jeebs. But um, yeah, so I don't understand why you would even, like, why you would need to get upset about these prices when you... I mean, I guess I guess unless you don't have the money to spend on all of this stuff that you need, but also like if you don't stay at a diaper B and B, you might have the money to spend it on the stuff that you need. I don't know. I truthfully, you guys, I do not want to keep talking about this. I do not want to like think about it. We are gonna move on. Just know that there's a diaper spa in uh New Hampshire and it's weird, and I think it's weird. Okay, so I saw this picture on Instagram for uh, posted from the account Wasted, and I thought this was so funny. I I don't have an article on it, but I do have the post and the caption. Uh, so the post says, a woman got arrested after texting a guy 159,000 times after their first date. Y'all. I don't think I've sent 159,000 texts in my entire life, <laughs> much less after a first date. Like, what where are the texts? I want to see the text messages. I want to see them. I want to, I mean, I don't want to scroll through all of them, but like, what do you have to say after a certain point? 159,000. Do you know how much that is? How, who counted these? Like who counted to, I mean, unless it just like showed up as like unread messages, 159,000, but like who who counted all these text messages? So the caption says, Jacqueline AIDS, I think, A-E-A-D-E-S, 31, 31, she's in her 30s, okay, was arrested in Arizona for stalking after sending a man she met online 159,000 texts following their one date in 2017. Oof. The Paradise Valley Police reported four instances of aides going to the man's home or workplace between July 2017 and May 2018. In April, the man, who was out of the country, discovered her in his home via surveillance video taking a bath. Like, this woman just let herself into his house and took a bath. Like, how did she get in? Did she just, like, break a window? Dude, I don't even know. These people are out of their minds. AIDS was charged with felony trespass, released, and continued sending threat. 
threatening text messages expressing violent intentions. Oh, goodness. She was arrested on May 8th, facing felony stalking and threatening charges. You guys. Okay. Here's the uh, silver lining for you. If uh, if you ever feel crazy, <laughs> if you ever feel crazy or you don't know if you should send that uh, double text, well, maybe don't, but you are not nearly as crazy as this lady. So, you know, you're probably crazy, but you're not that fucking crazy. Like, that is out of control. Okay, the next article I have is from Fortune.com. This article, I'm about to like out myself and it's not that like I relate to this article like as it's written and intended. It's that I can see part of this in myself and it's it's a very interesting article. So it says, fake it until you make it. Millennials are obsessed with looking rich. Wells Fargo study shows. Nearly 60% of millennials feel it's important to seem financially successful to others. Fraught with worry over high housing costs, impending student loan payments, and compounding credit card debt, millennials face financial challenges unlike any other generations. Yet they are still the generation that's the most money-obsessed and the one that wants to show it off. While more than half of affluent millennials... Who are the affluent millennials? I don't know, anyway say they've been greatly affected by the cost of living crisis. 50% feel it's important to look or appear financially successful to others, according to a recent Wells Fargo study. This is yet another sign of money dysmorphia, as Intuit Credit Karma dubs it, which in, or in which people obsess over the idea of being rich so much so they lose a sight of act, the actual state of their finances. So, okay, we're going to clarify a little bit here the part the the uh the part that i see in myself is that i would prefer to pay more for nice things that i like that i know are going to last me a while so i've tried and 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 particularly when it comes to shopping for clothes i like buying clothes i think a lot of girls can relate to me there um but I, I really like buying clothes and I like to put certain looks together in my head. Or if I see a certain look on Instagram, I like to try to put it together for, you know, mostly inexpensive prices. And I get things on sale and I use discount codes and things like that. Um, so I'm not, I'm not trying to look rich. I'm just trying to look cute and like, I guess trendy, but like, the last couple of years, the trends of women's clothing have been like kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't like the low rise jeans, but like, for example, I have these comfort boxers on under my comfort sweats and they're up a little bit and like the boxers pop out of the sweats and super cute. And I got a little tank top and then I have this little white jacket and I think it's super cute. Um, was it pricey? Yes. Is it going to last me a long time? Yes. I mean, I I like Lululemon stuff because I I still have a pair of shorts from Lululemon that I bought when I was 20 years old, 10 years ago, you guys. So I like to you get you mean you get what you pay for. And I've tried the whole Ross thing and I've gotten I've gotten some good stuff from Ross, 
But a lot of their stuff just falls apart immediately. Like, I'm never going to be a Shein girl. I'm never, never going to be a Timu girl. Like, I ain't buying that stuff. And if I can get deals, like, that's where I'll go. Or discount codes and stuff. Like, I don't like paying the full price for nice stuff. So I typically only get nice stuff if it's on sale. But I, uh, I definitely like to pay more for my clothes because they're going to last longer. That's, that's my, uh, that's my caveat to that. But, uh, this idea of looking rich, I feel like is definitely social media related because, uh, social media is a highlight reel of everybody's life. And when all you're looking at is a bunch of rich people, uh, doing rich people things or apparently not rich people doing rich people things like apparently people go into debt just by trying to look rich on Instagram which blows my mind uh, when they don't actually have all that money but they want to portray that they do I guess that's exactly what we're talking about here um, this is that's literally the article like people want to look rich but they're not rich so I mean, I am not shy about saying that I am poor. Actually, I just did an episode on the Patreon where I uh, talked about an article that says $95,000 a year in Denver, Colorado is a lower middle class, which makes me fucking poor as hell and makes a lot of people I know uh, the like below the poverty line at this point. So I'm not shy with being like, yeah, no, I'm not rich. I'm poor. But... I am very good with my money. I spend mostly my money on the things that I need, like rent, groceries, bills, blah, 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 whatever. And uh, occasionally I like to buy things that make me feel nice when I put them on. I used to have a bigger shopping problem back in 2020, 2021, but I've, uh, I've kicked that for sure. There's just sometimes I fall in love with something and I want it. Um, and, if, and if I have the means to make it work, like I will. So that's what you get for being good at saving money. Um, yeah, so I just, I mean, I, I get it to an extent, but like, you don't need to look rich. Like nobody actually cares about how much money you have. Um, and I understand wanting to have nice things, but wanting to have nice things because you want to look rich and because you like nice, high quality things are two completely different animals. Like I like to nice or I like to I like to nice too, but I like to have nice things that are going to last me a while. Like I don't like to change my wardrobe all the time. I just up I mean I uh, over the last couple of years I've been like updating it and I really like what I have. And for a while I didn't feel like I needed to buy anything else and then I saw a couple of things and I was like, "You know what? I could go with those." And then I like now I'm done. I don't need to shop anymore. You know, like I don't even need to shop for the summer. Because some of the stuff I got was for summer. Like I got a pair of running shorts that I really wanted for a long, long, long time. And I just could not get them until now. So I think uh, buying expensive things and putting yourself into into debt is bad in general. But doing that for the sake of looking rich to other people is uh, not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea at all. Like, I don't know. I guess I've just never been one to care about what people think of me ever like i've i i don't really care what i look like i put makeup on today so that i could like do my clip of this episode and post it and look nice because when i look nice in my clips i get more views on them on instagram and i get more listens on my podcast and that's the you know that's the goal is to get more listens um 
But ultimately doing my hair and makeup today felt like a waste because I'm not doing anything. I have no plans for the day other than to hang out with my dog and like relax. I took my sweet time this morning getting ready and doing things. But it's just like, I don't care if I look like a hermit that just crawled out from under a fucking boulder after spending 200 years there. Like, I don't care. So I guess I'm not the best person to be talking about this, but I I felt like it was relatable. But it's not worth putting yourself in debt to look rich to other people. Like, who cares? Like, pay your bills, enjoy your life, and that's it. You know, you don't need to look rich. Who cares? But if you want nice, high quality things, that's fine. But do it under those circumstances, not to look rich to other people. Like, who cares what other people think? I will die on that hill. Who cares what other people think? So the... uh, the I just went on a tangent. So the article goes on to say, what's even more telling is that Wells Fargo study actually focuses on affluent millennials who make at least 250000 a year, which means it's not just lower income young people who feel the need to keep up with the Joneses, to so to speak. More than 40% of the approximately 1,000 respondents said it's important to have visible signs of wealth. Like, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Whether it be purchasing a fancy car, clothing, or a place to live. By comparison, just 21% of Gen Xers, 8% of baby boomers, and 7% of the silent generation feel the same. That's because we have social media and everybody's flaunting their status on social media. That's why. Affluent millennials are, in fact, working hard and gaining financial success. Uh, I'm not affluent millennials. Emily Irwin, managing director of advice and planning for Wells Fargo, tells Fortune, yet they are grappling with this external image. As a result, there's a growing trend to present themselves with an image that isn't reflective of their actual financial situation. For some, it could even be a fake it till you make it mentality. That's because we have social media. Like, what else are we going to do? You know, social media is the reason why we all want to look rich because everybody on Instagram looks rich. So we all want to look rich. We all, to some extent, want like influencer status because let's face it, influencers don't do a whole lot for a whole lot of money. It sounds great. Like that's what I want. I want to be a fucking influencer, but I'm not going to post my ass on Instagram in order to do that. So, you know, don't go into debt. It's not worth it. I don't care how rich people look. The richer you look, the more douchebaggy I think you are. So whatever. Okay, last article. Ooh, this episode is like a marathon. There was just so much this week. Uh, this I saw in a video and I had to talk about it just because it was funny. And that's like kind of the point. Um, okay, so this is from the Daily Caller. Uh, the, uh, he- the title is D's Nuts. <laughs> judge throws out case after trans woman demanded refrigerated testicles back from ex-boyfriend oh yeah we're going there a michigan district judge threw out a case wednesday regarding brianna kingsley's a bio a biological man who identifies as a transgender woman which they don't say but this person identifies as a transgender muslim woman not muslim Definitely a white dude uh, who sued an ex-boyfriend for not returning Kingsley's testicles, according to the Detroit News. 
Kingsley filed the complaint August of 2023 and asked the court to order former boyfriend William Wojcikowski, I don't know, to return Kingsley's nuts that were kept in a mason jar in the refrigerator next to the eggs. <laughs> Why? Prompting, I'm, I'm going to say W because I can't pronounce that name. Prompting W to counter Sue for being humiliated by the case, according to the Detroit News. District Court Judge Jeremy Bowie ordered that both cases be dismissed and called the whole thing a wash. So, I don't know. The world's weird. And this is why uh, this podcast is in business, because the world's weird. But yeah, so uh, they this person goes by Brianna D. Kingsley. So it's D's nuts. Because uh, back when Brianna was a dude... He, they said that their nickname, or she said her nickname was Big D. So you know, <laughs> so Brianna got the testicles removed, and they were in like a biohazard bag, and then she put them in a mason jar in her boyfriend's fridge next to the eggs, and she said because she likes humor like that, you know, nuts and eggs. If you can't put two and two together, take a fucking science class. Um. And she literally went into the court of law in front of a judge in the United States of America <laughs> and sue, tried to sue her ex-boyfriend for her nuts, her testicles. And the boyfriend tossed them out, which like, yeah, like, why do you want to keep that? But I guess the boyfriend threw them out. The judge said it was a wash. And we're starting with a weird story and ending with a weird story here, people. So, um, yeah, if you want to look up that last case, I don't know why you would. The only reason I looked it up is because I have this podcast um, and I know too much. So, um, yeah, that was a, a weird episode. <laughs> so many odd things. But. If you haven't already, follow me on Spotify, rate five stars, follow me on Instagram at Talking Headlines Pod, and go buy some merch, talkingheadlines-shop.fourthwall.com, and uh, I will see you guys next time. I don't really know how to end this weird episode, so we're just going to cut it off. See you guys next Monday. Adios.